Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Haleli Azulai. Haleli is the founder of Talent Grow, which helps develop the kind of leaders that people actually want to follow. She's the author of two great books, Employee Development on a Shoestring and Strength to Strength, How Working from Your Strengths Can Lead to a More Fulfilling Life. In addition to her work with organizations like PwC, the FDA, and the World Bank, Haleli, and this is a first for guests on this show, has competed in Olympic weightlifting trials. And we won't tell you how much she can deadlift, but it's a lot. Haleli, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really happy to be here, Joe. For me, um, the, the amount of lifting that I do is more like dip and crunch. That's the extent. <laughs> so tell me something you wish more people ought to know. I wish more people knew that leaders are developed, not born. That goes against the belief, I think, of many people who think that there are people out there who are just born ready to lead. Yes. Why do you think people hold that conception? And why do you think we ought to change it? I think that it is very common. I get asked this question all the time. And while there are probably certain leadership characteristics or capabilities that some people have a natural strength in, every kind of person has strengths that allow them to become a great leader because there are a lot of ways and shapes and colors and flavors to great leadership. There isn't like a cookie cutter one size uh, fits all. And I think that if more organizations, as I focus in the organizational realm of leadership rather than, you know, world politics and that kind of thing, if more organizations took the time to develop and nurture leadership skills in the people that they throw into leadership roles, a lot more people will be great leaders and a lot less people will have crappy managers as they do now. So where do we get started? What are, what are some of the essential leadership habits or, or techniques that you think can be nurtured from the start? The ability to uh, think of and articulate a compelling vision, for example, is something that I think is essential to being a great leader and can totally be learned. I think that leaders that care about their, their followers best uh, interests and well-being and help grow them uh, to be the best kind of version of themselves are great leaders. And that is something that we can teach people to do and help them focus time on it uh, so that they can actually make it happen. Um, being able to communicate in a way that clarifies, in, in a way that connects, in a way that compels is something that great leaders do and it can be taught. People can improve their communication capabilities and being emotionally intelligent. I mean, I could list many, many more things, but being able to understand the role of emotions both in yourself and in others and incorporate that understanding, that awareness and the management of emotions into their day-to-day -day practice as a leader can help create a better workplace for everyone involved and better results and it can be taught. So this teaching that, that you're speaking of, is this something that you think should be formalized within organizations or is it something that is learned almost informally and casually through partnership between manager and employee? 
Yes. <laughs> I think that both, I, you know, the thing is, I wrote about this in my, in the, one of the books that you mentioned, uh, people learn in a lot of different ways. And if you think about the way that you've learned things that make you excellent at what you do, there was probably a portion of it that you learned in formal educational uh, settings, you know, like in school in courses in workshops in online courses and so on. And a lot of what you learned, you learned from mentors and coaching, you learned from on the job practice and getting feedback you know a lot about feedback and and then being able to apply that feedback try again and you know trial and error and there are so many things in in that gamut of how people learn especially how adults learn that organizations can um, create strategic supports for and that's the thing that i think is missing in some organizations this is sort of where i come in to try to help them think more strategically and be more proactive about that rather than leaving it up to chance. Because for some people, it'll still happen. You know, they'll still learn what they need to learn and develop. And for some people, they'll kind of wait for someone to initiate or some way for it to actually take place in a more organizationally supported format because they may not even realize that they need development. And this is where organizations, I mean, why, why would you want to leave these important things up to chance? So organizations can both create opportunities that are more formal, you know, create structured learning content and uh, initiatives and, um, and ways for people to learn formally, but they can also create supports for the informal learning that's going to happen regardless, so that it's not just completely happen, uh, happenstance or lacking in, in the right kind of inputs. You talk a lot about developing the kinds of leaders that people want to follow. Who do you think that would be? What makes a leader followable? Yeah, well, I can tell you what doesn't make people want to follow a leader, that they've been authorized by the organization with a title and, you know, a desk and a position. That doesn't make people want to follow you. And in fact, leaders that make the mistake of thinking that the only thing that causes people to do something is because someone made them do it. Those are the kinds of leaders that repel rather than compel. You know, think about how you act when you're forced into compliance. You do the minimum necessary to get the monkey off your back, right? You do it resentfully, or in fact, you might not do it at all. But if you do something that you are committed to, that you believe is the right approach, that you think allows you to shine, that you think will give results that are a win-win, you're, you're going to do it of your own merit. You're going to do it with your own fuel. You're going to do it passionately, and you're not going to do the minimum necessary. And leaders can get people to do that only if they apply the right kind of uh, more informal influence rather than the formal kind of do it or else, you know, or like with kids, because I'm the mom, that's why, you know, that just does it doesn't make anybody love to do anything, you know? So that's a mistake. And it's, again, it's, we can teach people not to make it. Yeah. It's not about forcing an outcome, but creating an opportunity. Yeah. And so an official authority position allows you to have the power to force people, but you should never use that as the way you get anybody to do anything just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you, Halali, for sharing your wish with us today. It's my pleasure. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.